When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Problems that want to be solved. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to My Talk 1071. We are delighted. We have Joanna Coles joining us, and she was the editor-in-chief of Cosmo Magazine, which has always been one of our favorite magazine, and then went to be the basically like the chief content for all of Hearst. And I don't know how many books you've written, Joanna, but Love Rules, we're loving it. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, this is my first real book. It so is. I'm thrilled to hear that because it took a lot of effort to write. And Joanna, we know you because, um, well, at least I did. I don't know if Julia did, but I watched So Cosmo on E! And we loved the bold type on yes. Freeform. Which, oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, so this is a love fest. I'm y- coming back on your show. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> I know. So why did, why did you want to write this book? Well, I wrote the book because over my time at both Marie Claire and Cosmo, I spoke to hundreds of women, many in their 20s and 30s, but a lot of women also looking for love, getting divorced, widowed, getting back out there again. And they were all finding the landscape difficult to navigate, especially the digital landscape where digital apps offer so much opportunity to meet people and the highs of them are great. You only have to look at the uh, local marriage vows to see where people met and at least a quarter of them meet on dating apps now. But the flip side of dating apps can make people feel very interchangeable and uh, as if this is utterly transactional and the human element feels like it's slipped away. So it was really a book to reassure people that falling in love is still fun, it should be the most exciting thing that you do, that dating should be fun and not a chore, and that apps are one arrow in your quiver of finding someone who hopefully, if you're looking for a life partner, will become that person. It's it's interesting, you know, because Lori's married to my brother, no less, Joanna, and I'm single, and I've been divorced for about four years, and when you talk about the um, taking the human face or the humanity well, kind of Well, the last of, time of, you dated in the 80s, yeah. there was no there was none of this online stuff. Right. But you right. do get dating ADD. I mean, you do. Because you, you do. can have as many opportunities you want. Well, you, and I think one of the problems for people is they feel there might be someone better out there, and so it's hard to commit. Yeah. And I, I think that the best way to use dating apps is not to think that you're automatically going to find the one if you just land on the right profile or the right face, but to think of them as a way of expanding your actual network of friends. Uh, and absolutely key 
is not spending a huge amount of time in flirty text exchanges with people, even if that's a fun thing to do, because you don't really know the person you're having the exchange with. And I can't tell you the number of people I talk to, both men and women, who'd, you know, had... 200, 500, 2,000 texts with someone thought that they knew who they were texting and then they would eventually meet them, sit down opposite them in a bar, take one look at them and think, oh my goodness, this is not what I thought I was right. talking. This is not who I thought I was talking to. And both parties go, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's not even bother having a drink. And that's so crushing, the disappointment, the waste and the of time. time. Yeah, yes. the time. It's a waste of time. I have a deal where you like, you know, let's get off this. Here's my number. Call me. Yeah. Yeah. You Good. can tell well, from a voice. That's brilliant. Just because it takes too much time. I don't want to say hi, 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 blah, blah, yeah. blah, Yeah. Well, I think you make a good point. Um, uh, We're talking with Joanna Coles in the book, Love Rules, How to Find a Real Relationship in a Digital World. But your point is, just as there is junk food, there is junk love. Yes. And I like that analogy. Good, because I've written the book as a diet book because I think women think about food all the time. uh, And every bite has a sort of calorific value to it. And women are so good at constantly thinking about that. And yet I think we think about our love lives less. And yet, as you pointed out, I make the junk food analogy. Mm -hmm. And, And love and food have so much in common. We can't live without them. They're a source of enormous excitement and and greatness when they're done well. Um, But it's easy to get into bad habits and end up feeling crummy about yourself. And that's not the goal. And I talk about, um, you know, setting a realistic love weight, thinking about what you want. Right. Uh, And and I'm trying to say, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. If you want to lose 40 pounds, We've all done that thing where we're like, I'm not going to eat for six days, and at the end of it, I'll be the I'll be the size I want to be. And we know that's not true. And a day later, you're mainlining any carb you can get hold yeah. of. Yes. Um, and so this is not about finding the one in the next two days. That's not going to happen. It's about thinking realistically about who's already in your world, who might be hiding in plain sight, and how do you get a bigger life? Because not only will that make you happier and more satisfied, but you are more likely to find someone to share it with. You know, and I, I just really, I, I read the whole book, and um, I really wish I would have had it a couple years ago. <laughs> I know. It could have, because one of she the things. She was a dating toddler, Joanna, just lurching <laughs> around out there. But I it's mean, it brutal. does make you stop and think, you know, what do I really want? And then well, that, that just, you pause it right there. Well, there's a lot of worksheets in the Mm -hmm. book for people to fill out. And I think that we spend a lot of time filling our moments of solitude where we feel uncomfortable about our lives with everything from watching, you know, binge watching Netflix or Amazon to constantly texting or liking people's, you know, photos or whatever, people that we don't even know, Mm -hmm. to stop ourselves actually thinking about what do we want in our life. We're very frightened, I think, of being self-reflecting, self-reflective and acknowledging what's not working. And so I think if you can bear to do that and if you can get through the panic of putting your phone down and feeling unconnected to everybody, even for half an hour, you can learn a lot about yourself and about where you may be going down the wrong street. Well, then you talk about it kind of like with the diet, you know, what are my triggers? What am I, you call it emotional calories versus healthy calories? Right. Well, and I I think we all know that moment and I liken it to the four o'clock 
energy slump in the afternoon yes. where, you know, you probably haven't had quite enough for lunch. You're hungry. You need in- instant gratification and you reach for the donut. And in the book, I substitute the donut for that moment when it might be Saturday night, you don't have any plans, you're feeling lonely, you want the comfort of somebody you know, maybe you want some instant gratification, and you, you, know, you sleep with the ex or you call the ex. And for half an hour, you have a great connection, and then 45 minutes later, you're like, oh, why did I do that? You haven't solved anything, and you're still hungry. And I I really think it's about where do you want to spend your emotional calories? And we all know that if you eat a donut at four o'clock, at five o'clock, you're going to be feeling annoyed with yourself and full of remorse. And if only you'd had some almonds and a piece of cheese and an apple, (laughs) you'd be feeling great. And yet, what is it that makes us eat the donut even when we know we shouldn't? So it's pinpointing what triggers you. In my case, it's always not having had enough to eat at lunch because I think if I just have a salad at lunch, I'll be fine. And then, of course, at four o'clock, I'm absolutely ravenous. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of thinking about your life through, through that lens. And, you know, if you're going to have to go to a party on your own, maybe you don't drink too much ahead of time so that your red flag meters don't go down. Right. Um, you know, or, or maybe, you, you know, if you're trying to figure out do you like someone, ask yourself, can you have sex with this person sober? Is this someone you always have to be drunk to have sex with? And I think one of the more alarming things that I discovered talking to people really across the whole country was this sense in which there's a lot of drinking going on, a lot of hooking up, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely fine if you want to hook up, but hooking up is not fine if what you're trying to do is have a relationship with someone. And so I think there's a lot of drinking going on as as a way of self-medicating when you're in the wrong situation. Yeah, and I do like how you give us basically like 15 life hacks in very and you're very pointed in your advice and I like it that you've gone out and you've talked to people because I do think that you're right that there is a lot of uh, blanketing in booze in order for people that maybe haven't dated in a long time they've been yeah. in a long time thing and so they're so nervous about it and then like you said your red flag uh, monitor just takes a dive and then the next thing you know you're having you know, hangover remorse about, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the sex you had. Yeah, well, you know, there's nothing worse than an emotional hangover when you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, why did I do that? I wouldn't have done it if I was sober. And I think, to your point, it's very alarming. If you've been married for 15 years and, you know, you're now widowed or you're now divorced, Mm -hmm. you have to get back out there. It's terrifying to take your clothes off with a stranger. Yeah. And and it's probably unlikely that you're going to have good sex on your first night, too, um, which I think comes as a surprise to certainly a lot of younger readers who are looking for love because they've often grown up on a diet of porn, Porn. which is so easily available now. And, of course, porn as default sex education makes it look as if sex is always all orgasmic and always pleasurable um, no matter when and how uh, you have it and of course we know that's not true so I think you know challenging yourself to have sex sober is is a great way to start with someone and not always having to have sex with them on the first night and one of the things that I heard that also prompted me to write the book was a lot of women said they felt that they were almost competing with porn it's so readily available now yeah. oh that's and sad Yeah, and I wanted to remind people that all of this should be fun. It's the best feeling in the world Mm -hmm. to be in love with someone, and it makes you feel alive and excited, and we don't want it to feel like a chore.
Yes. I think the book, it's how to find a real relationship in a digital wo- world. Love rules, Joanna calls. It's a great book. It really is. And, and you really do help people because it is a whole new scenery if you haven't been out there before. And even if you're in it, you know, how much time do you spend texting back the right thing after a date? Yeah, what should you say? It's great such, advice. It and is. I, and I, we love that you like you went to the experts too to you know get some of your like even on the porn. You know, what is that maybe the most unbelievable social experiment? We don't yet know how yes. it's impacting yes, us. Yes, absolutely right, Gail Dines. We have a lot of research in the book. We have a lot of science mm-hmm. around what digital behavior does. And actually, one of the people that um, does incredibly interesting research on what happens to you when you spend a lot of time communicating online, um, Mary Aitken, she talks about um, how when you're texting back and forth with someone you don't know, you think that you know them mm-hmm. and you start filling in the gaps with positive attributes. So if you do actually get offline and meet them, you both have expectations that are completely different to the reality. And A, that's disappointing. But B, to go back to your point, what a waste of time. Oh, it's gross. And it's so hard for people to pick up the phone. And I know you said you did pick up the phone. I which do. I'm thrilled to hear because a lot of people would rather stab themselves in the eye than pick up the yeah. phone. And yet you will know immediately yeah because the voice the voice will yeah. even set you off it's it's one of my things we love your book it's so what a treat to talk to you and um we'll let you know how it goes well, <laughs> good luck follow the rules follow well, the rules and let's I, talk again in three months because I, I have a lot of notes honey and, we, I and, a lot and, of and, notes. and joanna minnesota needs us because we read this study once that minnesota has the loneliest women and the shyest men so oh, how funny, really? I, yeah. So it, we need to get this book out there. Yeah. I don't want anybody to feel shy or lonely. You know, Britain has just appointed its first loneliness minister. So maybe Minnesota needs, you know, the local, oh. you know, the state government needs to appoint a, a loneliness minister. Well, your book can be the honorary ambassador yes. in the meantime. I'll, I'll settle for that. All right, Joanna, thank you so much for being with us. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much, and good luck. Thank okay, you. thank you. 651 We've got a couple copies of the book to give away how to find a real relationship in a digital world love rules fantastic book thanks for hanging out with us so a couple of big things happened uh, yesterday one in new york it was the uh, time 100 gala there's a lot of amazing photos of that event and some very fine dresses and then CinemaCon ha- is happening in Las Vegas. Yes. Do you know about CinemaCon? Yes. Different from Comic-Con. Yeah, so CinemaCon is different from Comic-Con. CinemaCon is where all of the movie theater owners gather in Las Vegas and then Hollywood comes to show off their latest wares trying to entice movie uh, theater owners. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To basically purchase their product or have the movies show in their theaters. So okay. this is a big like Hollywood thing. It's That's sounds why like it's fun. all fun. It's like blockbuster stuff yeah it sounds like a fun uh week to be in las vegas it would be a fun week to be in las vegas lots of big hollywood people participate in CinemaCon, and so it's showing everything from summer fall to previews of possibly holiday movies and beyond i think yesterday disney made a big presentation at CinemaCon. so yesterday they showed for example a little bit of Dumbo, Tim Burton's Dumbo that's coming out in March and then they showed a little snippet of the live action Aladdin. I think Will Smith was at CinemaCon okay. selling that movie so big things coming. Well the 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 big thing uh, that at least was getting the, the early buzz on Twitter was that the Star is Born trailer was shown and Again, I was clicking. Big movie. Yeah I was tr- clicking everywhere. <laughs> you called me I told you it's not there. And it wasn't anywhere <laughs> no, and I'm no, like oh, no the, this is a preview again for the uh, theater owners so we, we don't regular get people it. don't get not to yet. see it. Well, during the panel yesterday at CinemaCon, Bradley Cooper, who directed this, this is his directorial debut, um, he's producing it in conjunction with Clint Eastwood, uh, he showed uh, the trailer, and this is the latest take on the original 1937 movie, but I don't think I ever saw the original. The only one I'm familiar with is Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And the one that I love is Judy Garland and James Mason from the 50s. 50s Never yeah. seen it. Oh, so, so good. good. Okay, all right. So Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are romantic musical partners. And he said, you know, we had heard, he had said at the Tribeca Film Festival that she said, when we perform, we're going to sing live. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay. And then the support on social media after the first footage was shown to the audience. Here's um, Amy Kaufman of the Los Angeles Times. She We had her on for her book, Bachelor Nation. Yes. She tweeted, I mean, the trailer for A Star is Born just made me cry. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Um, Eric Vespi from The Hollywood Reporter. Lady Gaga was really impressive, even in a couple minutes of footage. And... Um, Gave me chills, Eric Davis. I don't know who he's with. Lady Gaga's Hollywood moment is far from over. Music is phenomenal. Uh, and she's kind of a revelation in wow. this movie. Now, this goes against all of the backdoor gossip that I've been yes. hearing about this movie, that there's been a lot of problems. I mean, maybe there have been a lot of problems on the set and they've had to do reshoots, but maybe that's been all worth it because the final product people are really liking. Yeah, here's someone else from Entertainment Weekly. Huge applause for first trailer for A Star is Born, which feels like it could be an awards player. Mm. Both Cooper and Gaga look great in that first fall movie preview I've seen were awards will for sure be in the conversation it opens october 5th sam elliott is also in the movie so yes. is andrew dice clay uh, yeah well he's <laughs> so been showing up in he stuff. has been showing no, up he in has movies. been showing yeah. up in movies i'm 
I'm excited because if the buzz is authentic and people are giving this a good review, yeah. then I'm totally here for it. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is in it. And Dave he Chappelle is, is yeah. also in this movie, too. So that's good. But I gave Julia a bum steer this morning when I said to her at the baseball field, be sure and watch the Stars Born trailer. Well, uh, sorry, Joel. It's not out. Out. Yeah, we're not privy to any of that no. footage from CinemaCon. No. I want your take on um, Quentin Tarantino at, at a panel at CinemaCon. He was uh, talking about his Manson family-ish movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where Leonardo DiCaprio is playing a Western actor by the name of Rick Dalton, and Brad Pitt is is Leonardo's stuntman. And roommate. And roommate. And they live next door to the house that Sharon Tate and her husband are renting, Roman right. Plansky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, he compared it, he said the most exciting dynamic star duo since Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Is this a bad comparison? Do you? I know Brad Pitt has been doing cosplay for Robert Redford for a number of years. Well, that's been his whole career, Lori. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. And we're totally fine with that. Fine, yeah. We, we needed we, another one. We needed another one. Yeah. I think that they're two big, biggest stars of their time, Leo and Brad. And so that's them what being he means? together, I think that's what he means. And then, of course, he's also, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and the Sting and all of those kinds of things. Okay. I think that this movie... After seeing the way that they're trying to sell it, I think that it's going to be about Hollywood in the late 60s and the atmosphere and the culture surrounding the the Manson murders, not necessarily focusing on the tragedy itself, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, going right. to be yeah. the whole Everything world of Hollywood. Changed Everything after the, changed after the Manson murders Yeah, happened. and then Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio being these kind of older Hollywood guys, maybe trying to fit into this new world mm-hmm. and what, what's going on with their dynamic, and then they happen to live next door okay. to Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Right. So this actually gives me a little bit of optimism. I'm still not totally cool with the fact it's that the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, I like that because that's a reflection on Once Upon a Time Time in the West. That's Quentin Tarantino lifting off of other people. And Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, Yeah. which lifted on all of those other things. So it's just kind of a call and response thing. It's when they're debuting it on the 50th anniversary. Yes, that's to me, I'm just like, "Mm, that's the bad part. Yeah, Yeah. we don't really need Maybe, And they could change that. Um, Other people that were at CinemaCon, um, Ocean's 8 minus 2. All so, the ladies were there. Rihanna wasn't there and Helena Bonham Carter, but Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway. Um, Sarah this, Paulson. Sarah Paulson, Mindy Kaling. They were there and they were all looking fabulous. Now you've watched the trailer for this one. The trailer's out now. Oh, it looks amazing. Really it looks so fun. fun. Yeah. Between that and Crazy Rich Asians and that whole cast was at CinemaCon. Those look like the most we're gonna have a fun delicious summer. yeah, movies. Uh, Jennifer Garner showed up for Peppermint and we are here for her buffed arms. She looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, she had. A, I know nothing she, about the movie Peppermint. Well, I'll tell you about Peppermint. She's in uh, a red dress that Kelly Ripa wore on Andy Cohen's last night. If anyone just wants oh, to know, but right. she, um, she, the movie Peppermint is out in September, and it's an a- action film. And it, she talked about the physical training she went through for the role and her character's motivation. Which is to avenge her family's death. Right. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. death wish. Kind but of. Not, but with a woman. But with a woman. Called Peppermint. Yep. And um, anyway, she was really, uh, Entertainment Tonight asked her on the red carpet how she's doing so well on Instagram. And she said her assistant does the editing. She said, I just say to my awesome buddy, partner in crime, assistant, social media guru, Mo, you know, it'd be funny. I want to do me clean out this bag. And she'll go, oh, okay. And then she does it. She's so good at editing. And she's just said, I make fun of, I just make fun of you. 
<laughs> and so that's a very honest and uh, helps explain why Jennifer Garner's videos are, they're very are, good on Instagram. Yeah. And Jennifer Garner was pretty late to the Instagram game. I yeah. think Reese Witherspoon and some other people were probably like, Jennifer, get yeah, on it. Get on it. You're missing yeah. out. She looked, she just looked amazing. She, yes. And then also the last thing of note that happened at CinemaCon was Aquaman is rumbling. Uh, Aquaman was the centerpiece of the Warner Brothers presentation yesterday. The director was there. Jason Momoa and Amber Heard were there. They need a hit. They screened the first footage from the movie. I saw one trailer at Thor. It looked incredibly like dumb because there were shark horses <laughs> and Aquaman threw a submarine through the water. You're going to well, have to like suspend your disbelief yeah. for but a moment. Yeah. Well, maybe we end up in in a world where Aquaman, which was a joke in the movie Entourage, is a, a hit at the holidays because that's when this is coming out. But I think Mary Poppins is going to have something to say about that. Well, of course, they're going to fight it out. Aquaman like versus the, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Who will win? We've yet to see a trailer and it's six months out. They're still working on it. Yeah. Scrambling is what that means. That seems like not a good sign. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we are coming back with uh, Crazy K's. Up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton seemingly calls out his ex-wife Miranda Lambert on Twitter amid reports she's dating Evan Felker, who, by the way, is married. And Blake Shelton saying karma and he's trying to stay out of this, but he just couldn't help himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. also trending Double Dare, the classic Nickelodeon game show is coming back this summer with 40 new episodes. No word if original host Mark Summers will be back to host any of those episodes. Also today, it's World Penguin Day and it's Denim Day and also trending The Handmaid's Tale season two of the drama series starring Elizabeth Moss is now streaming its first two episodes on Hulu. That's what's trending here at my talk. Here's the weather. Clear skies, 41 tonight, uh, partly cloudy, 61 tomorrow, but uh, by Sunday we should see another 70 degree high. That'll be nice. Right now it is uh, sunny, 56 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at MyTalk 1071. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Holly Hollywood filling in for Julia while she's sitting on a, you know, sitting at a ballpark. Watching on, baseball. In the bleachers. On, on, in the bleachers. In the bleachers. <laughs> on a bench. With a hat on and some sunscreen and paying attention with one eye to the game and one eye with her fellow Tommy Mommies. Yeah. I just know it. They chat a lot. Okay, so uh, there's chaos going on in uh, oh, in the Kardashians, and I was to actually say the least to say the least. Chaos so with a K. we're going to start though with the good, okay? Because I did not realize this, but um, and of course, it sounds like a terrible premise for like a, a lifetime movie. Courtney Kardashian goes to Congress with the K to lobby for reform. Oh, watch out, Jimmy Stewart. You have competition here. But she did head to D.C. to speak out for cosmetic formulation uh, reform because the last time it's been done was the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act of 1938. Oh my gosh. So times last. have changed. Ingredients have changed. Yes. Standards, practices, all kinds of things, which is always it has always bothered me that there's no 
truth in advertising when it comes to cosmetics or skincare. You can make any claim you want. Mm-hmm. Any claim you want because it's not in that act. Right. And when you read some, do some companies put in the fine print, this has not been approved by the bup, 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 bup. Oh, yes. The FDA, yeah, depending yeah. on what they're claiming. Yes. Depending on what they're claiming. So anyway, here's just a little thing I think uh, from GMA about Courtney Kardashian on Capitol Hill. Reality TV and politics colliding to clean up cosmetics. It's time for, you know, Congress to do its job. Courtney Kardashian keeping up with Capitol Hill, teaming up with lawmakers to keep potentially toxic chemicals out of your cosmetics. The fact that we have to guess so much, you shouldn't be like walking around aimlessly like, is this okay? Like. Only 11 chemicals have ever been regulated by the FDA for use in cosmetics, and no safety tests are required before beauty products hit store shelves. Now Republicans and Democrats and Kardashian are hoping to change that. Everybody should have the right to, you know, healthy products. Yeah. And- personal care. Kardashian is throwing her star power behind legislation to clean up that long list of ingredients on the back of your beauty products. A bill that would require the FDA to review at least five ingredients each year and give the agency the power to recall dangerous products. The CDC admits the health effects of exposure to these chemicals are unknown. There is potential for these ingredients to be absorbed and to affect our health. Knowing more about potential safety hazards is important. In 2016 we put my medicine cabinet to the test to see if our bodies are actually absorbing the chemicals that we're slathering on. For three days, I used products containing parabens, a preservative, and phthalates, controversial chemicals that make fragrances last longer. Then for five days, I cut them out completely, taking samples at each stage. Four days, no chemicals. Now it's time for the last test. We sent them to a lab for review and met up with University of California Berkeley researcher Kim Harley, who revealed the results of my chemical levels. So how did I do? You went up to 386. What? So you had a tenfold increase. And when I cut out those high chemical products... Your levels basically plummeted. You went down to six. To six? Now, lawmakers are hoping to take up this legislation finally next month. And guys, it's not just big celebrities who are signing on. More than two dozen major beauty brands are also on board. They want to see these changes, too. And it's ironic because yesterday, Courtney came out with a makeup line with her sister. But anyway, good for, you know, good for her. And that is shocking to me. But shocking, but not shocking. Yeah, uh, it's it's obvious, but then it's like, oh, oh my well, gosh. It's just going on, you know. It's just going on my skin. Yeah. Sure enough. yeah. And yeah. I know a lot of people have deal. been on that bandwagon. I mean, that is one of, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow with her Juice Beauty. Yes. She's claiming that. But again, well, there's so Courtney little Kardashian, regulation. Yeah, has that angle, too. She's always kind of known as yes. the crunchy Living Kardashian. The healthy life, yeah. Well, reality TV and politics are colliding all day long, oh. which is why Kanye is uh, trending on Twitter. And Kim kind of start, tried to hold uh, Make America Great Again intervention for Kanye, but yeah. he's, he's continued to... Um, well, this is going on as we speak. Yeah, as we speak. It is totally happening. And I'm just going to tell you um, on Kanye West. So yesterday he supported uh, uh, support for um, Donald Trump, okay? But he's yeah. been going... He's been going on just a thing. If you can pull up Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Um, and here's, like he said, uh, here's where it all started. Um, 
Where is it? Let me just find it. It's it's crazy. He well, said, there's a lot of tweets that have happened since uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, after he said that, you know, um, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He's my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. We have the right to independent thoughts. And then he writes, um, if your friend jumps off the bridge, you don't have to do the same. Ye being ye is a fight for you to be you. Um, for people in my life, the idea of Trump is pretty much a 50-50 split, but I don't tell a Hillary supporter not to support Hillary. I love Hillary too. And then he says, um, my wife, um, where's the one where he said about his wife? Let me get it. Where she made him. Oh, where she called him. She called him. Yeah, yeah. that was the tweet that Kanye said that my Kim wife called just, him. Yeah, my wife just called me and she wanted me to make this clear to everyone. I don't agree with everything Trump does. I don't agree 100% with anyone but myself. Oh my oh, gosh. Well, then Kim, <laughs> this has, you can tell that this is just beyond the Kardashian, Chris Jenner's control. Oh, yeah. She's pounding her head with a keyboard right now. I know she said that this was lies, that she's not upset about everything going on, but BS. Yeah, that is complete. And that's a lie. That, that is a lie. You know, because the way that you can tell that this is, this is real and authentic and that Kim probably did call him and probably did get mad at him. Because then he tweeted a picture of his hat, his Make America Great hat again. Well, and the fact that Kim Kardashian, within the past hour, has uh, tweeted out a a series of tweets about Kanye West, about the way that he's being portrayed in the media, about his politics, and she's definitely distancing herself from Kanye's tweets. This is what she had to say. She said, now when he's, this is just one of several tweets that she put out this afternoon regarding Kanye. She said, now when he spoke out about Trump, most people, including myself, have a very different feelings and opinions about this, but this is his opinion, and I believe people being able to have their own opinions, even if they re- they really different from mine, he never said he agrees with his politics. So you can tell that Kim is typing this out on her phone, mm-hmm. some typos, some things, some kind of regulating what is happening on social media, because this is outside of the construct of, of the narrative of the Kardashians. Like this is, this is really happening. Yeah. And then Donald Trump tweeted him back. This is so cool. The con- right, the conservatives are jumping on this. I mean, it's like causing more problems than anything. And people are, are mad at him all the way around, except for like, then after he said that my wife called me and said I had to tweet that, he said, also, I'm all the way out of the sunken place and I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared of the media. I'm not scared of the past. I'm optimistic about the future. This tweet is in love and not fear. With love, I'm invincible. Truth is subjective. When my daughter acts out, she actually says afterward, I just want to hear you say I love you more. I mean, this is a series of of rambling. It's a bunch of rambling stuff. Here's one. Decentralize. That was posted. I don't understand what that means. Yeah, I know. Burn that Excel spreadsheet. I'm nice at ping pong. Uh, Right. I'm 40 years old, and I'm just now becoming my parents' child. Um, I need to meet with Larry from Google. There's the picture of him in his Make America Great hat again. Um, Man. Yeah, it's Jeez. just... Well, you know, and, and Kim Kardashian <laughs> in the past... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, you one can look at this uh, thread of tweets and, and just be perplexed by it. And Kim Kardashian West, she went on... 
Twitter, again, part of her tweets earlier this hour was she said, here's a tweet from Kim. She said to the media trying to demonize my husband. Let me just just say this. Your commentary on Kanye being erratic and his tweets being disturbing is actually scary. So quick to label him as having a mental health issue for just being himself when he has always been expressive is not fair. Okay, but you guys all let us know that they basically Kanye had a... Now, if you believe that radio DJ, he said that uh, Kanye confessed to him that he had had an opioid addiction. But the family and all of their sources to TMZ and people indicated that he did have a yeah. mental breakdown well, and, on that at the end of the St. Pablo tour. Right. And so and he this went silent. Our, I think our concern goes not without precedent. Yeah. Because we've seen these kinds of tweets from him before. And it's actually, you know, I think that some people are speaking out in a sensational matter. But then other, like, I, I, I just feel like that this, these are very concerning. Like, anybody, if you saw this kind of behavior on social media coming from anyone, somebody close to you in your family or a friend, I would say that more likely than not, it would be concerning. And you'd be like, well, what's going on? A simple question, just, hey, what's going on? Yes, 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 for sure, because he is, like, uh, just tweeting. I mean, some of it seems to have clarity, some of it seems to make no sense, and some of it is just, uh, it's hard to read when your eyes are rolling back in your head. I mean, there's that, too. Yeah. There's that, too. You can't just dismiss it as, oh, it's just Kanye being Kanye. Uh, yeah. It's well, easy to do that. Well, and again, there is precedent in here. Yeah. And yeah. so... And she's trying her best. She gave she us another. She best. gave us another cooch cue ball shot this morning oh, of yeah, her naked. Okay, oh. now, did you notice? This is the thing about that picture, Lori. Yeah. This is what I noticed that I found to be perplexing and somewhat disturbing. Kim Kardashian has... Absolutely zero body hair anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. anywhere. Her whole body. She's lasered like a body. Her body is lasered like a Barbie doll. Yep. Completely yeah. hairless, right down to. Yeah, you're right. Everything. Like, no, no. She no, even. She even. Not only did she her lower hairline is completely gone. It's gone. But even the hairline around that she had around her face, she took that off yeah, too. It's. <laughs> Yes, like she's she doesn't even weird. look like she doesn't even look like a human being. No, like that no, looks like some like weird yeah. humanoid thing that descended from the planet Mars. I don't. It, it just doesn't look human to me. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, to me, yeah. it feels like uh, this is just like like Chris Jenner is like in a room somewhere throwing things at a wall. Oh, or out the window. Oh yeah, absolutely. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. Something is happening. All right, listen, we come back. Oh, of course, 24 days to the royal wedding. Who's got, counting? Who's counting? <laughs> what did I do wrong this time? That's parents for you. Very loyal. Should I have my back? Would you put a knife in my hands? What else should I carry for you? I care for you, brother. right now. I wish that I could say I'm proud. I'm sorry that I let you down. Let you down. All these voices in my head. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today on this Wednesday, this hump day. We've had one whole week of spring. Yes. And um, 
It's a good damn thing it got here because people were losing it. I was very crabby. I don't yeah. know about you, Lori. Longest six months. I, I always, because how I get, how I have learned to be a Minnesotan is that I pretend winter is really but for, but four months. Mm-hmm. But four. But, but four months. But usually, usually it, is. it is. Because we'll Close get a break that. in mid-March, yep. and it's mm-hmm. fine, and then maybe we'll get some snow in April, but that's okay. Yeah, and sometimes we get a warm-up in January. I mean, to me, I've always dealt with it. If someone had told me in November you're going to have six months, I, I, I just wouldn't have believed him. <laughs> you would have been like, no, no I no, can't goodbye. do it. None of us can do it. No, but we've made it, and we've now we it. get the sunshine that we deserve. <sighs> yes, finally. Okay, so, uh, of course, every single day, all the morning shows. All the news entertainment shows, everybody is royal, 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 royal. The countdown royal, royal. is on. We're less than a month away. What's the official count? Do it's you have- 24 days. Thank you. 24 days. Thank you. Prince Harry will marry Meghan Markle in 24 days. And what are your wedding plans? Are you getting up early or getting together with a group? I don't know, but I wonder if people remember all the lip reading that happened at, uh, at when William married um, Kate. What do you mean, lip reading? The lip reading when they were on the balcony. Oh, what they were trying to speculate that, yeah. what, what they were Harry saying to said each to other. William yeah. at the church. Yeah. You're like zooming all in <laughs> and trying to be a lip reader. I feel like we're not going to get as much TV coverage I of know. this wedding. I think that there is going to be one feed, and everyone is going to have to share that feed, regardless of who you are. So ABC, NBC, BBC are all going to be sharing yeah, right. the same footage. Yeah, I think you're right. Well. Just to have a little tiny, we don't know what the royal baby, his royal Prince Cambridge baby, whatever, his royal highness Prince Blank of Cambridge. We don't know that name, but we did get a little different take from the Today Show because they're sending like eight people to London. I mean, including (laughs) Megyn Kelly. She wiggled her way in. Wow, she did. She She did. She did, oh. but uh, there's a new exhibit, um, and we saw the one exhibit that traveled here on Diana's. Yes, I remember that. It was at the mall, wasn't it? It was at the Mall of America, so this is an expanded one. I think it's at the, well, I think it'll say in the story. This morning, we got a sneak peek at the sellout update on the Diana fashion exhibit with poignant reminders of the iconic princess donated by William and Harry. There's the soft pink outfit she wore setting off on her honeymoon, this regal evening gown with bustle from the 80s, her nod to the Scottish Highland Games, and the purple Versace chic new look she sported in Chicago. We see her change from that sort of early 1980s new romance look into a woman who had a very strong sense of confidence. The star of the exhibit, simple Armani chinos and flak jacket. She goes then from being a clothes horse to a workhorse is the the words that she used. That iconic outfit worn on her famous walk through a minefield in Angola that inspired Prince Harry to support the same mine clearing charity years after her death. Diana not just making powerful personal statements, but also creating runaway bestsellers for British fashion designers. Inspiring Kate, who wore red like Diana on the hospital steps, and now Meghan, both in formal and informal wear. And royal toddler fashion, selling out everywhere. Princess Charlotte's vintage-style floral smocked dress from Little Alice, a designer friend of Kate's, and her navy Amaya rose cardigan with a single mother-of-pearl button flying off the shelves. Prince George in his school uniform, a trendsetter from day one, and now his little brother facing the world in a knitted cap from Irulia and wrapped in a traditional Royal Nottingham lace-knitted shawl. 
And while Kate and William are once more adjusting to lack of sleep, Harry and Meghan are out again on official duty, this morning laying a wreath at a war memorial. These collector's mugs going on sale as wedding preps steam ahead. I have a feeling they're going to go on and do great things, so I kind of wanted the mug to, to try and catch the spirit of, of what's going on. And Prince uh, William was at that same event with Prince Harry and Meghan. Uh, he was caught on camera, guys, talking about his newborn son. He said that he was sleeping reasonably well and behaving himself, but no hints about the name, unfortunately. We also have new wedding details this morning. The royal couple has picked their music. They're going to have a gospel choir at the wedding and also a 19-year-old prodigy cellist. He says, guys, that Meghan called him herself to ask if he would play at the wedding. Can you imagine? They are going Can deep. You yeah. imagine. They are going deep. But the Diana, her fashion story exhibition is at Kensington Palace. And oh, we've never seen these clothes because these are all things that Harry and William have had. The only thing I, my tip for this, according to TripAdvisor, is if you're going, if you know you're going to London, London you know you want to see this, Order your tickets online and have them mailed to you so that's one less line you have to stand in. Mm, Pro tip. Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't that... I remember that outfit that she wore in the minefield so well. And it was one of those things where... You know, she passed away shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. and she was just transitioning into the, what I felt just this big style moment. She was really coming into her own at that time. Absolutely, and it was just she a was simple finally, pair of khakis yeah. and a white shirt, but it's just the way she wore it and her hair and her Todd's and driving just, loafers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she for sure. I mean, just that was her life was just cut too short. And yeah. I, uh, there's been some stories about how okay, there's all this hoopla over Harry and Meghan. Well, when Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip got married 70 years ago, mm-hmm. because England, you know, the coming out of World War II, the bombing, the it people were going crazy for a full year before these two because he, Philip, was the dashing. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. Philip uh, Mountbatten dashing officer. naval officer. In yeah. World War One, and here's Queen Elizabeth 21, and they were just so smitten in people, and so they just... The, the the British papers just... It was it something went, to celebrate. It was. And so this is typical. This is the way it goes. And uh, the the uh, the Guardian said, you know, it could have been even more because the Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, we were so hu- hungry for... For celebration. For, yeah, celebration and, and all of that. And just being happy and jovial. Yeah. Priyanka Chopra's not going to be a bridesmaid, Lori. No, they only have children for bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. It's but only she kids. wanted to confirm because she wanted to get her own little headline, too. Oh, oh Priyanka. <laughs> I mean, anyone who follows yeah, any call British. That the Pippa effect. Yeah, there's just one <laughs> person that stands up with each of them. And right. Well, who is it for? I Megan? don't know. We don't no, know. It's Mystery William person. for Harry, but we don't know who Meghan's person is. But then Charlotte and George and probably other various All the royal children. toddlers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Toddlers and other yeah, toddling about in their little outfits. Oh, so cute! <laughs> All right, listen. We come back. Um, oh, we're gonna play rock and roll Jeopardy, and uh, next hour we're gonna give away Bon Jovi tickets. This Saturday at the Excel.